Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. So we're talking about uh, don't take the bait. So say it with me. Don't take the bait. We started in this series a few weeks ago talking about how uh, we become offended. Someone does something to us. Someone hurts us or, or does something wrong to us. And then we become bitter. And uh, the Bible says in, in Luke chapter 17, things that make people stumble or to become offended are going to happen. Now that word, as I've said before, that word actually means like the bait on the end of a trap. And what happens when you take the bait? Snap, you're trapped. And... Uh, and then once you're trapped, then you live in that trap for a while. You build walls, as I mentioned before. And when you build walls, you think you're building them for protection. But actually what that's doing is caging you in. You think it's protecting you, but it's stopping you from loving, from experiencing life, from many different things. And so um, today is the final uh, uh, part of this series uh, in our relationship series. And we spilled over into March. But um, I, I, I want to say today is a day in which we want to deliver anyone who is in a trap, okay? So today, if you've been sitting here, uh, if this week you have been uh, mad at someone and you've been bitter, if you have bitterness inside you, if you have uh, some anger inside you, if you're angry at God or if you're angry at other people, or you're angry at life, all of those are like traps. And they put you in a trap. And, and so today is, is the day in which hopefully uh, you become delivered from that trap. I think you can today. And it's going to be a very practical message today. And I just want to read this verse to you. It says, and this because this is my prayer as well, and I pray, in this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and in all discernment. That you may approve the things that are excellent and that you may be sincere without offense till the day of, uh, till the day of Christ. Being filled with all the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. So my heart, I know this is the heart of our community is to set you free, set you free from all these offenses. So you can live a life that is full, that is overflowing, that, that makes you feel lighter. We even, uh, uh, you know, dance like the weight has been lifted, lifted. You know, grace is waiting for you. Can you dance like that? You know, I can't get over, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a granddad and I talk a lot about this, but watching my granddaughter, I mean, even today, I mean, she was running like there was no weights at all on her. She was, matter of fact, she was, you know, running around when she wasn't even supposed to. She's laughing and jumping and having all, she's like inside her heart is total freedom. She has no bitterness inside her. And that's why the Lord says we need to be like a little child. That's kind of part of it, you know. God wants us to live like that. You know, you, well, you know that's because your daughter doesn't have any responsibilities, yeah, any Alison. Anyways, it's, it's because, see, God wants you to live free. 
He gives you strength to hold responsibilities, to carry those responsibilities, but not carrying them as a burden. You can carry them in freedom. And so you can dance. If you only sometimes knew my prayer during worship service, during the time where we're worshiping, I really just want to see you break out. Now, some of you are more, you know, like standstill people. That's okay, too. If you're free inside there, that's good. But I just think that sometimes we have so many, I don't know if you know this word, inhibitions, you know, uh, so many worries and so many fears, even fear of what people might think if all of a sudden you dance. I mean, you know, these guys brought their kids in here, and I, I, I was kind of sad when they left. You know, I know sometimes they're paying, but they, they, they're standing there, they're just dancing and having fun and they're enjoying it. You know, that's the way God wants us to be. In worship, in, 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 in our love to him. And that's my prayer. So today, I'm hopefully, I can set you free. I really want to set you free. Now, to do this, I must say that I have to start out with some real honest truths. We need to face some honest truths about things. And so I'm going to kind of put those right out, honest truths to you. The first one is very simple. You must realize that man is capable of evil. Woohoo! Big revelation, right? That's a big revelation. Then why are we surprised? And when I say man is capable, I'm not saying this. Those guys outside are capable of evil. You know, not anybody in this room. Those guys outside. I'm not even saying, you know, those guys that aren't standing on the platform right now, they're the ones that are capable of evil. No. The word would be kita. We all Every one of us are capable of evil. Sad to say, but truth. And we need to get that through our minds. We, we, we can't be surprised. It happens. It happens in life. People do evil things. Sometimes they do evil things purposely. Come on. You know, when we, when we start talking about, you know, corporations and 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 and. and, and you know, even, even, I mean, I watched a movie some time back, you know, about food. You know, food is not grown to be eaten. You know that, right? You realize that, right? Food is not grown to be eaten. You know that. What am I saying? Food is grown to sell. That's what food is grown for. The people growing food, the people, they want to make money. Now, I'm not saying they're evil, but I'm saying it's the truth. And so they don't make products. That's why on your shelf, they don't make products that will go stale quickly. They want it to last a long time on the shelf. Why? So you will buy it. So then they do things to it. They polish and wax apples. Why? Not for eating. To make them look good. They stick dye in tomatoes to make them look red. Why? To sell. Now, honestly, that is just evil. It's just wrong, but it's the truth. So, I mean, I don't mean to be kind of a downer here. I don't mean to kind of, like, be depressing. I just want you to realize the truth. Sometimes people not doing it purposely. Sometimes people do it not so purposely. You know, I mean, sometimes people are afraid. And so out of fear, they do something. And you can kind of excuse them in a sense because they're just afraid and they do something wrong. 
but we suffer. Sometimes people do evil things because they just, I don't know, they, they, they just like, they have bad habits and they're trying to get rid of them, but they haven't got rid of them yet. Honestly, do you think a son wants to steal money from their parents? You know, like a, 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 a drug addict. Not ultimately, no, but he's so filled with, with problems that like he just gets caught up and he does something evil. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm just trying to be honest with you. A truth, an honest truth. So we need to know that man does evil things. People in church, people outside of church. It's just the way it is. Okay? Just told you I was going to share honest truth with you at first. <laughs> the next thing. Right or wrong, our anger at people destroys. Right or wrong, meaning even if you have, if you have the, the, the right to be angry or, you, or you're just angry in general. Whether you are angry because you have a reason and a full right to be angry or you just, I don't know, you're having a bad day. When you have anger at people, it always destroys. I love this verse. It says, man's anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. It will never produce that. So if you're angry at people, you know, no matter whether they, you know, whether right or wrong, it's not helping anyone. You know, God had this problem. Did you realize that, that, that God had this problem? That God was quite angry at man. He had the right to be angry at man. The Bible's clear. They use the word wrath. And, God, and it says God had wrath. Well, God, how can you have wrath? You know? Yeah, don't worry about it. Deal with it. Sorry, that's what some people say. I was talking to myself. Forgive me. Every now and then, I, I, do you know, come on, we talk about this. I talk to myself out loud sometimes and don't even realize it. I'm becoming insane. Oh, well, life is rough. You have an insane pastor. So, so God had this problem. He was angry at man. So guess what he did? He took all his anger out on man. <clears throat> Wrong answer. That's not what he did. Actually, he was angry at man, and so he died to himself and he poured out all his anger on himself and died to it and forgave man Woo! that to me is the amazing thing about God is like he had the right to be mad at me instead he died for me so that he doesn't have to be mad at me yeah one person got it yeah and so you know Right or wrong, if you are angry at somebody, it's not going to produce anything. It's going to destroy things. Another truth. When you think you are a victim, you get trapped. What am I talking about? I like this verse. It says in Proverbs, it says, the first to speak in court sounds right. You know? You ever see that? 
You know, you, 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 somebody gets on trial and, and they bring out the witness for us and, and he tells his story and everybody's like, whoa, he's guilty. Until the other person speaks and then like, mm, maybe not. Or you're sitting down. I mean, I deal with this with, with people uh, that have like problems in their marriage, you know. And uh, so the, the husband calls me up and says, Pastor, I need to speak to you about my marriage. And he tells me the story about his marriage. And I'm thinking, wow, that woman, man, come on. All right. And then all of a sudden, I start talking to the wife, and I go, oh, boy, whole different story. But see, that happens inside your brain, too. Yes, maybe someone does something evil to you. Maybe somebody, somebody does something wrong to you, right? And so now you're angry, but inside your mind, you are testifying over and over again about how right you really are. You begin to talk to yourself and you retell the story over and over again and you become more right. You know, that person did me wrong. That person really hurt me and that's why I feel the way I feel. And now you're more right. And then pretty soon, actually, the story changes just a bit, makes it even stronger in your mind. And then pretty soon you're walking around and you are the victim. You are the victim, and you are right about it. And you are trapped. This is the thing. You're trapped. And you have to be so careful with this, because we have this self-talk, and, and we put ourselves in those positions. You know what history really is? You know what's really interesting about history? Is history is basically just putting dots together, like lining dots up. You know, so you could say, the reason why this happened is because, remember in the past, this, 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 and this. Right? That's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're putting dots together. But, you know, someone else could say, they go, well, I know, that's not a why. This is why, ding, 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 ding. In your brain, you're always putting dots together. You know? When JoJo does something and she hurts me, you know? Yes, I might be a victim at that point. Absolutely. I could very well be a victim. She could have done something wrong and, and, and mean and, and evil towards me and been, been you would never do that, purposeful, you know, purposely to hurt me, right? She may do that, right? It's possible. It's very possible. And, I, and, I, and at that point, I'm a victim. But I don't have to stay a victim. But if I keep replaying that over and over and over again in my mind, about what happened to me pretty soon, I am a constant victim. And when you're a constant victim, you are trapped. Oh, you are trapped. And so today I want to try to help you get out of that. I don't want you to be trapped. But you have to going to have to do some things to, to kind of get out of these things, yeah? I think I have, do I have one more truth? <clears throat> yes. Whether or not justice is served, we are called to love. Whether or not justice is served, we are called to love. You know, we kind of want to wait till justice is served. I'm not going to fully love anything until justice is served. So, so, you know, Billy does something wrong to me and I'm like sitting there, you know, and I'm mad and I'm angry, you know, and, and like I know I got to forgive him, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes out on his motorcycle and he gets in an accident. Justice is served. Okay, 
I feel better now. Now I can be free. But what happens if he never gets in a motorcycle accident? Maybe he, maybe he wins the lottery and starts making millions of dollars and, you know. You ever hear that story about um, uh, this, uh, this couple, they were married, a young couple, they were married and, and the wife died and uh, she went to heaven. And uh, when she went to heaven, um, she walks up to the gates and there's an angel at the gate and she says to the angel, how do I get into heaven? And, and she says, she says he, uh, he, the angel says, oh, it's simple, you just have to spell the word love. And so she spells L-O-V-E and she's in. And she loved to sit next to the gate in heaven and watch people come in. It was one of her favorite things to do. She became friends with the angel. And, you know, and one day the angel said, hey, this is like years went by. And the angel said, hey, I, I got to go do something. Can you watch the gate? And she's like, sure. So she, you know, she's standing at the gate. And what happens? Her husband from like 20 years ago that she was married to comes walking up. She's like, wow, Fred, nice to see you. Wow, wow. You know, and they talk a little bit. And, and so the wife says to Fred, she, he says, so she says, how was it, how was it after I left on earth? And he says, oh, man. He goes, I hit it big. He goes, I made millions of dollars and I married a girl who was 20 years younger than me. And, and we lived, we bought, a, we bought a villa on the beach in Bali and we retired and had the greatest time. What a life I had after you left. And so, so he says to her, he says, well, I, I don't know, how do I get into heaven? She goes, oh, it's simple. Just, you just have to spell Czechoslovakia. <laughs> don't ask me why I told that. It just kind of came out. But anyways, <laughs> God has called us to love whether justice or injustice. We have to continue to love. No matter what, that's the truth. This is the truth that I'm giving you. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say that, you know, like it would be a simple thing to do. All I said was, God says we are called to love. Can I get an amen? amen. So these truths, you know, man is evil. That, that, you know, if we think we're a victim, we're always trapped. And, you know, all these truths I just told you, they're all true. The Bible says that for all, for, from all this is from God who reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. See, we are called. We have a ministry. We are like one version says we're ambassadors of reconciliation. We're supposed to carry the mantle of reconciliation. We are the ones who are supposed to bring things together, not separate things. Oh, could I preach right now? I have even time to do it, but I won't. It's time churches come together. It's time people come together. It's time we all come together. Can I get an amen? amen. All right, because if I get going, I won't finish. Okay. Let me read this promise to you. The Lord has a promise. He gave it way back in Isaiah 61. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double 
portion. And instead of disgrace, you will, re you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will benefit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. See, the Lord promises an exchange. Beauty for ashes. Joy for shame. That's what I want to have happen this morning. I want you to exchange your bitterness, your trap, for something way better that God has for you. So, we're going to do something practical. But before we do, I want to do a heart check. We want to do a checkup on your heart. You know, the, 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 reason, why, the reason why we have a clinic here, we do a free clinic, medical checkup, to see if there's anything wrong. By the way, the reason why we do it at 7 in the morning, we do it once in the morning and once in the evening. We do that so that people that have to go to work can come early and come and get a checkup. That's why we do it once early, once late. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if people want to get up early and see if they're healthy. Well, today you came to the clinic. Here's the clinic. They do the physical checkup. Today we're going to do a heart checkup. Amen? We're not going to check your pulse. We're going to check your heart, your spiritual heart. And so I need some help. Can I have my assistant please come? Thank you. Everyone say, hi, Victor. And Victor has the x-ray of your heart. There it is. This is the x-ray of your heart. You know, just take, just take a step back so I can see it too. And so this is your heart. You know, I don't know if you ever saw that commercial. This is your brain. It shows an egg. And this is your brain on drugs. It shows it all splitting and breaking open. Anyways, just a whole other subject. So this is your heart, right? Okay, so... I just want to kind of just give you a story, and, and, and we, want, we want our heart to be full and whole and, 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 and good, right? But see, we have problems in our lives. You know, like for example, maybe, uh, maybe you're struggling and you're, you're angry at your husband or your wife because they did something to you, and you're, you're kind of still struggling to, uh, to uh, forgive them, and you're angry at them, so you've got kind of a space problem issue, you know? Or maybe, maybe uh, you have a business partner, and, and in your business, you know, like you struggled, you, you came together, you had agreements, and those agreements were not kept, and, 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 and you got ripped off by your, by your partner, you know? You're still carrying that around, you know? Maybe, maybe... Uh, Maybe you were born into a family and your parents didn't treat you well. Maybe they abused you. Maybe, maybe they, they put you down and they, 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 you never could do anything right. No matter how hard you tried, they always had something, you know, against you. You could never seem to do it well enough and you had that problem, you know. Or maybe, maybe you're just, like, mad at God because, because you know, like, maybe because you don't like the way you look, you know, and, and the things about your life, you're not talented or you don't seem to seem like the, 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 the way your life is going. You're mad at God, and so, you know, you got that problem. Maybe, maybe you're saying, God, why? Why did this happen? God, why? You're all, you, you always got questions like, why? why? Why, God, why am I still single? By the way, it's a struggle. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. 
That's a tough one. Some of you are saying, why, did I, why am I married, God? <laughs> you, you ever heard that story about the guy? He's like, he's, he's over the gravestone, you know? And he's, he's over the gravestone, and he's, you know, there's other people in the cemetery, and he's over this gravestone, and he's crying, why did you die? Why did you, why did you leave? If, you know, it's, my life is just not right since you left, blah, blah, blah. And he's crying, he's talking about how he's so sad that, you know, and so this guy was watching, and, you know, he felt bad for the guy, and he walks over, and he says, you know, I'm, I'm really, really, uh, really amazed at how much you love your wife. And he says, this isn't my wife. This is, this is, this is the husband of my wife who died, and, let, and now I married the girl. And I, if he didn't leave, I wouldn't be married now. Never mind. That was bad. That was bad. First one was better. Sorry. This is your heart, see, and, 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 and see, and then, you, and then you come to worship, right? And this is your heart. You've got these things, and you've got these situations. And this is your heart. And now you say, God, I want to give you my whole heart. But you can't, because you, your heart is broken, and it's not full. It's not healed. It's not right. You've got bitterness. You've got traps. You've got anger. Or you come to your, you know, you come to your spouse, or you come to your girlfriend, a boyfriend, and, and you want to you love them whole and full, and you can't. Well, today, I have a way for you to be healed. I absolutely believe this with all my heart. I've done this in my own life, and I continue to do this in my own life. Uh, I just did it again, even in our first gathering, I did it again. Why not? It's good for you. It's healthy. will heal you. So, the first thing is, the first step to making your heart whole, to making yourself have room, is to start by just the start of an act of faith, to take a first step and say, Lord, I trust you with this offense that I've been holding. I trust you with this bitterness. I trust you with this anger that I have from something that happened to me. I trust you. And when you do that, what happens is some of your heart starts getting healed when you take that first act, step of faith. Second thing is to confess and repent your anger or your bitterness, to actually say, God, I know that this bitterness, this anger towards my spouse or to, towards my business partner or towards whatever it is, towards you, God, I am bitter and angry, Lord, and I know it's wrong, and now I want to change. When you do that, a little bit more gets healed. Then, you say, Lord, I completely forgive this person for what they did to me. I completely forgive them. Now, maybe you say, well, I, I can't completely forgive. I mean, that's like, you know, come on. That's, that's, that's a big step. It has to start somewhere. 
It has to start somewhere. So take the first step today. Take the first step to completely forgive them, to completely die to that pain and say, that's it, God. I will die to it now. I will give it up. And I will completely forgive them. When you do that, I believe that your heart will begin to become fully whole. And you'll get delivered out of the traps and the bitterness that you're in. And, and, and if you do that today, right? If you do that today, then, then if you still, if all of a sudden tomorrow you feel it, then you do it again. And 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 I'll tell you, when you do it again and again and again, after a while it becomes a habit. A fast habit. A quick habit. An easy habit. Because once you begin to experience freedom and what it feels like to be dance like a weight that's been lifted, grace is waiting for you, then the Lord can begin to pour in fully. You know, when you have the holes in your heart, you know, when God pours in, it kind of just doesn't stay in. When your heart is full and mended, boy, it can fill up. Just like, uh, like, a, like a wine sack, as they say, a new wine sack. It can, be, it can be filled with the grace of God, and it can overflow in a proper way. These three things I think we need to do. And let, let's give a, a hand to our, our, uh, our, resident, uh, our resident helper. Thank you, Victor. Don't you want your heart to be filled don't you want your heart to be filled? Now, I'm going to give you next level steps after you do this. I'm going to give you next level steps. And these next level steps is this. Pray that God blesses that person. Pray that God blesses that person. Oh, pours out a great blessing on them. That pray that they never, ever have to feel the effects of what they did to you. Woo, there's a good prayer. There's a good prayer right there. That's the first level step. The second one is stop talking negatively about them in your mind and in your mouth. Because you know how that is, right? That name gets mentioned and your first thought, I remember. Right? It's just that's what you hear inside. That's what I hear inside me. And then no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try, yeah, they're terrible. They did this to me. Right? That's what happens, right? So stop. First you stop here. Then you stop here. To stop here, when you hear those, pray for them. Do the three steps again. Forgive them. Release them. Release them. Release them from the burden. Because when you release them, you're releasing yourself out of the trap. And today, I want to have you get set free. Now, this thing has been sitting up here the whole time, and you're wondering why it is, and there's a reason for it. Okay? Because once your heart is whole, once your heart is whole, then God can begin to pour in promises and 
pour in his spirit into you. And you'll be able to hold on to his promises way better. And you'll begin. I, I, I want to go back to that. Dance like a weight has been lifted. And you'll be able to experience the goodness of God. I mean, I won't tell you the story, but I remember sitting with a guy who, oh boy, did he do me wrong. Oh, he did. But you know what? I sat with him with joy in my heart. And just loved on him. I was so free. I don't think he could even understand it. Honestly, I really couldn't understand it. We just sang it. Your love is extravagant. It doesn't make sense. Only kingdom understands it. When you have that kind of love for someone who's done you wrong, it won't make sense. That person won't even understand you. But you will be free. I want you to be free today. So what we're going to do is we're going to do an exercise. Now, on your, on your chair, there was a piece of paper and a pencil. Now, if you don't have a pencil, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to borrow one next to you, to raise your hand and say, I want a pencil, uh, if you need a pencil. So if you need a pencil, you know, say, hey, I need a pencil, I need a pen. We try to put a pencil or, you know, on every seat or close to it. So you got a piece of paper, right? You got the paper? You got a pe something to write on, right? Okay, here are your instructions. I'm sure as I've been speaking, you've been thinking about people. People who have done you wrong, who have hurt you. Places in your heart that you're angry about people or even God. Okay? So what I want you to do is, you know, I want you to write their name or their initials. You don't, if you're worried about people knowing who it is, you can, don't write scoundrel. That's not a good way to start. <laughs> don't write jerk. That's not a good way to start. No, not a good way to start. You could say this, if you're afraid to put their initials, but I really want to encourage you to put their name or initials, but if you're so afraid that you don't want anybody to know, Here's what you can write. Someone God's told me to love. Woo! Start that right. Let's start that right. And then, and you might take a second to think about it. I'm not asking you to do it right this second, but this is the thing. Then you write down what, you know, what offended you. What, what did they do that hurt you? What was it? Be specific. Then, what are you forgiving them for? It can be more than just what they did to you. You can also say, God, not only do I forgive them for what they did, but I forgive them and I ask them to forgive me for my bitterness towards them. Woo. Now we're getting to next level stuff. And then number four, one thing that you want God to bless them with. One thing. What we're going to do is you can take your time, relax. You know, I know this is not an easy thing to do. Is I believe in an exchange. And so what we've done on this cross is there are a whole bunch of promises. I don't know where that we just have all kinds of promises. Uh, the front ones are in English. The back ones are in Bahasa. But, you know, 
And so what I want you to do this morning, when you're done, and I'm going to pray in a minute, when you're, when you, when I'm going to pray, when you're done, you, I, I encourage you, don't do this in a hurry. You know, and if you need more paper, I do. <laughs> if it's a whole village, just say Desa. <laughs> when you're done, just, just fold it like this. Nice, nice, right? And then you just come over, and you're going you're gonna to get rid of it today. You're going to get it. You're going to put it on paper. You're going to take it out of your heart. You're going to get rid of it, and you're going to put it in this trash bin, and later this trash bin will be burned. It's going to be gone. We're going to throw it away. We're not going to carry it any longer, which is going to make room for you to receive. Then you just take one of these promises. Just I, I, I prayed. I prayed and said, God, you know what promise what person needs. So, you know, in the Bible, you know, they did this once in, in, a, in a lot. They call it a lottery. They placed names in a hat. They prayed over the hat. They said, God, whatever, whoever uh, is picked is the one that's supposed to lead us. They put in men who were, you know, able to, any, any one of them could have led, but they weren't sure who, so they said, God, we'll trust it. So that's what we did here. We prayed over this. We said, God, you know what? You know you can sort all this out very easily, God. And you direct, you order steps. And so when you come over, you throw that away, and you take one of these. And then after you take one, and I know I've got, like, order problems, you know. No one ever follows rules, neither do I. So I don't get mad at you when you don't, because I don't either. So what I want you to do is you come down here, you drop it. Maybe you even want to say it just a little, Lord, show me. You pick one, and then we're going to have people praying over here and here. So you just come around here, you know, and somebody's going to just pray a quick prayer over you, and then you're going to be released to go out of this place. Okay? So there's going to be no closing prayer. I'm going to pray now, and then when you're ready, and you can sit there. We get the worship here. You can sit there. Maybe you don't want to wait in line. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to ask God to bless them. Maybe you need to really say, God, when I, I put it on the paper, but you know, God, I really don't, I'm still mad. Well, then wait. Let the Holy Spirit touch you. Then you come up, you drop it in, you get prayed for, and then you leave. And, and I pray you go free. I want you to be free today. So I'm going to say a prayer, and after I get done praying, when you're ready, you know, and it's going to be like, you know, try not to be too chaotic. Not in a hurry here. I'm even finishing early. So, you know, just, you know, don't do what they do on motorcycles. You know, there's an opening. It's okay to queue a little bit. Take your time. Because right? this is serious. I really believe this is a serious thing. Because you're seriously forgiving someone, and that's... That pays the price. That's, there's a cost there. And you're paying the cost. Trust me, when you forgive somebody, it's you that are paying the cost. Okay, so I'm going to pray. And as I do, when you're ready, you just come up. And I'm going to ask the prayer team, the guys that I've asked to come pray. If you just, you know, a couple here, a few here. Now, don't wait. A couple over there. Thank you. Oh, he's fast. Sit down, relax for a second. <laughs> okay, let me pray. He's ready to go. Hallelujah. He's, either he has to go to work or he, he's, 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 he's really hungry to forgive, yeah? Lord, 
I pray right now, Jesus, that you fill this room with your grace. That, Lord, you fill this room, hallelujah, with joy. That you fill this room, Lord God, with freedom. That, Lord God, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we ask that you would fill this room with your Spirit. That you would fill our hearts with your Spirit. And, Lord God, I pray right now that... Lord, I don't know, there's probably a few hundred people here. Lord, I pray that there would be hundreds of people forgiven today from our own hearts. And Lord God, we release them. We forgive them. Lord, we ask that you have mercy on them, that Lord, you love them. Lord, that you would set your people free today.